welcome back to Tabu. Uh, my name's Katrina, and today I'm joined by Sam, Andrew, and Jordan. If you guys would like to introduce yourself, Sam. You've done it for me. Sam mm. Morris, Lending Associate at Tab. Top Andrew Binstock, Auctioneer at Auction House London. I'm uh, Jordan Phillips, Associate Director at Auction House London. Today, our special guests are obviously from Auction House London, and we are going to be talking to you about property auctions and everything that comes with it. If we kick things off with question number one, quite simply, what is an auction house? What is an auction <laughs> house? Uh, it's a place where people go to buy properties that are being sold at auction. <laughs> 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 what a weird one to start with. <laughs> what is an auction house? That is an auction house. There's two ways of selling property in the UK. One is through estate agents and private treaty. The other is through auctioneers. T completely different models, uh, but ultimately the end result is the same. A buyer walks away with a house or flat. And I guess, how do, how do, so you said there's two options. Estate agent, we understand that. Mm. How does the property auction work? So the property auction side of it is very fast. It's basically a concept whereby you market very quickly. Typically, we will launch a catalogue with 180-odd lots. You have two and a half weeks to show those to as many people mm -hmm. as want them. Um, buyers get the opportunity to register their interest, download legal packs, view them, do whatever, ask any questions, and then they all have to turn up typically in the old days into an actual auction room, or nowadays they just literally log in online. Uh, they watch me screaming <laughs> and shouting numbers at them for a few hours, uh, and they literally metaphorically put their hand in the air and either win it or don't. Whole thing's super quick, uh, and if they do win it, they have to put their money down there, and then four weeks later they get the property. It's that fast, it can take um, five weeks tops between very first hearing about the building and already having the keys in your hand. And you said you can ha get up to 180 lots. Are they all auctioned off at the same session? All so on you the have same day. All yeah. on the same day. You've got what one every two weeks? No, we do nine. We're doing nine this year, so um, it's roughly every five to six weeks at the moment. Have you ever had more than 180? Yes, we had. 215, I think, in December last year. <laughs> yeah, so this yeah. guy is the guy that basically uh, brings in the majority of all the lots. Um, and depending on how well we're doing in any given part of a year, we could have, like he says, up to 200 plus. Yeah. Uh, I think we might have 200 plus in this auction yeah, coming. We've already possible. got about 120. We've got another week to go. And How do you go about sourcing, kind of, do people come to you saying, look, I've got property in auction, or is there an element of you going out and sourcing on the market? Um, that's a great question. Where does all your stock come from? Typically, that it comes from a variety of sources. You have what, what we would call our regulars. So as the company has grown over the last sort of uh, 12 years or so, so our regular database of sellers who come back and over and over and over has grown. Um, and again, Jordan here um, looks after a lot of our serious big hitter clients. And then we get loads of people who just probably go online, run a search for how do I sell my house at an auction? And luckily, as as the algorithms have pushed us higher and higher and higher up the rankings, so our name pops mm -hmm. up, and people will then call us in and go, what's my house worth? And, and then the journey starts from there. Um, but like with any business, how good you are depends on how many other people want to use you. Yeah. So we've had to make sure we're pretty damn good at what we do so that other people start wanting to get in on that action. And the types of property you sell on auction, can it be? Anything. Anything with a legal title, we can sell it. Great. What's the most obscure one you've had? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, well, they range, don't they? So basically, um, you can have a £1,000 little garage in the middle of Timbuktu, 
all the way up to a four and a half million pound probate that we sold in St. John's Wood and yeah. anything in between. There are, in terms of obscurity, we've probably sold things like public toilets and gone those lot. But <laughs> we sold a few boats as well. Boats, yeah. Wow. Houseboats, obviously, yeah, not yeah. not like yeah. the sort of thing where <laughs> no, Abramovich would have. But no, I've sold yeah. an actual boat in St. Have Catherine, you sold a real St. Catherine's boat? Dock, yeah, about wow. six, seven months ago. Yeah, yeah, boats, bits of people's back gardens, garages, um, <laughs> and random little outbuildings. Yeah, yeah. I think we well, once sold just a swimming pool as well. Yeah, we've sold all sorts. What about it's anything, a right. sort of beachside beach hut? We've, we've had beach huts yeah. before. You also get beach, beach huts that have been converted into like small one-bed houses. Uh, down in Margate, we had one that was like, it was going for like 300 grand they wanted for it. Not bad. Well, they do yeah. go for quite a lot, don't they? Yeah. Well, I saw on Instagram someone converted a bus into a mobile home. Could I sell that? I don't think. Uh, I don't know. Unless <laughs> it was, we would sell the land that it's on, <laughs> yeah. but we, we wouldn't really sell the bus because it's a bus. We, it's <laughs> a bus. <laughs> you take it to a car a auction. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But so ultimately, anything with a legal title, exactly. that, yeah. that defines what can be sold via your auction. Yeah. And what you're seeing a lot of is people trying to cash in on little bits of things they didn't realise had any value. So typically, you will see bits of back garden is a classic one, or a plot of land to the side of your own house that is demise to you, you own it, but you didn't realise it had any value because it's just a bit of grass there. And we're starting to see a lot of that coming in now. So people are, you know, listen, this is an island where there's only a finite amount of areas and um, people are getting wise to the fact that there is value in outbuildings, garages that has nothing but storage and this sort of thing. Sure. So we're we're also getting in. roadways at the moment. So people <laughs> are selling roads, yeah. like, you know, like private roads, like someone yeah. owns that and there'll just be all these different like roads and they, there'll be small grass verges on the side of the roads and mm. people are buying them. There's Fair loads enough. of demand for them. Well, I'll <laughs> tell you why. It's because it's w these fall under the demise of ransom strips. So there's, there is value in um, trying to create a sense of fear amongst the other locals about what you might do with that uh. area. So if you, for example, as he says, if you've got a roadway, which is nothing but an access in and out of a private development, say, intrinsically has no actual, there's nothing you can do with it other than make veiled threats to the houses that live around there that I might put a gate up there and charge you all 10 quid to drive <laughs> your cars in, say. Yeah. And then what would those people then pay you to not do that? And that's, that's ransom strips. So um, we've seen tons of that kind of stuff come into the market. Is there anything, before we kind of move on to the next main question, is there anything you would, even if it's got a title, you could sort of say, actually, that's not going to suit us or our Yeah, all the we're turning down yeah. stock all the time. We're probably valuing about 1,000 properties an auction cycle, yeah. and we're taking on like 150, 200. So most of the time, people want too much money for their property, and it just doesn't suit the auction model. And, you know, if we were to take everything on, we'd be selling, yeah. like, 15, 20% of our catalogue and we'd just be wasting a load of time doing viewings and whatnot. So a lot of it is just telling people your property's not going to sell for that. It's got to be reserved at X. You know, we need it at that level. And they're going, oh, no, I would never sell for that. So, yeah, we're turning down stock all the time. Really. Just so we understand exactly how are you pricing things. You mentioned the reserve price. What exactly is the reserve price? The reserve price is the minimum that the property can be sold for on the day of the auction. So you have a guide price and a reserve price. We don't disclose the reserve price to the public, mm -hmm. um, and the guide price has to be within 10% of the reserve price. So, it um, kind of indicates the region within which exactly, you expect yeah. it to sell. Exactly, yeah. So if let's say you had a reserve price of you know 300,000, that's not. Yeah, sorry to interrupt. That's not true. 
the reserve is not an auctioneer's indication of where a property might sell. Okay. We hope it sells for miles over. Mm -hmm. It's an indication of where the seller would be prepared to sell yeah. if just one person turns up. Understood. So that's a big difference, and this is a, mis uh, a completely misunderstood um, element, and people do get frustrated. Yeah. They say, okay, the guide was 100, Therefore, we assume the reserve was no more than 110, all factually correct, but yet it sold for 250. Why is that? Well, because that's where demand took it. Yeah. We are not sitting here telling people the reserve is where it's going to sell. Yeah. Yeah. People get very upset when their time is wasted, quite understandably so, and this is a huge, huge misconception, which I'm glad came up early in this, but in uh, case no one listens past <laughs> this point. <laughs> Do not assume uh, guides and reserves. Yeah. <laughs> so the guide price obviously would be X amount plus, which is a clear indicator that it, it's, it's probably going to be that price or more. Basically, if you see a guide price of £100,000, what we are telling you is the reserve is likely to be somewhere in the region of 100000 to one ten. If you're the only human that turns up with any interest in this building whatsoever, yeah. that's the range you need to be in. If your budget's 80, forget it's not for you. If this is very popular, which you might not know, it should go for miles more. Don't be upset if it goes for miles more and don't have a go at us because we're really good at our job and it goes for miles more. I guess this kind of leads us nicely yeah. into the next question of question number two. How can I buy a property at auction? And I've got a whole range of questions around the me being the buyer and then I'll go further down the line into selling um, so yeah how can I buy a property at auction so you'd start by looking at our catalogue so when we launch the catalogue next Friday is when we launch for the August 3rd auction you'd find a property that you like um, and on our website you'll find the legal pack for the property which has got all the, the normal documents that go between solicitors during a normal estate agency sale, it's all put into one pack to be downloaded by the borrower from our website um, because it's an immediate exchange of contracts on the day. You mm -hmm. need to make sure you've done all your due diligence beforehand. Um, then you'll, there's also viewing times as well online. You can go have a look at the property. Um, a lot of people like to get solicitors to have a look through the legal pack, so that's advisable uh, to do that just in case you miss something in there. Um, so, yeah, you'd go view it. You would read through the legal pack, you know, do all your research into it, and then you'd register to bid for the auction um, and then start bidding on the day and ho hope you get it. As um, if I, so you said I need to register to bid for an auction, do I need to have anything, like, do you go through any checks of that person who's registered, um, given the speed of it? Yeah, so we take all basic information from you, so like all your address, contact details, you need to upload your ID, two forms of ID, so we know who you are. Um, and then you, there's also like a payment, a uh, bit of security. So you have to put in your card details where we hold a small amount of money just in case if you try to run away after the auction. Um, you asked earlier, how can you buy a property at an auction? So for your listeners who are just getting into this, you don't have to wait till the auction. If you are somebody who really likes the look of a house, just offer now. There yeah. is a, a, in a lot of cases, there is a, an ability to buy it now. Yeah. We call it sold prior, but for those that have never done it before that's that's a kind of a more uh ebay-esque version of what it is um and the reality is some vendors will go great i don't need to wait three weeks let's yeah. do this deal right now right here put your 10 percent down and we'll exchange today or they'll say no i want to run it to the room let let the guys do their thing uh and i'll take my chances on the day so um you don't have to always wait but some vendors will force you to wait yeah and is it true, I can, well, 
Is it true I can get a house on auction cheaper than yes. normal market? Yeah, you can, but it's it's about finding the right. You need to bid on a lot of houses and a lot of properties to be able to get a good deal. Some go for more than market value, some go for less, some sell at market value. It varies, so you need to look at a lot of properties, know what you're doing, and y yes, is the truth. You will you will find a deal. There is, I'd say, every auction there is a few deals in there that people yeah. pick up that you know they could sell for a lot more the next day, but. It depends. Most stuff goes for, for good money on the day of the auction. Yeah. Uh, ultimately, as, as Jordan alludes to, it's, it's all f there's no one fit. There's no one rule for everything. Mm -hmm. If you're lucky, so Sam came and wanted this, you know, lot 20, and he was the only person that could be bothered to turn up that day or for whatever reason, the only person that wasn't on holiday that day or whatever, um, he's going to get it at the absolute lowest price possible. On a completely separate day, um, that might be four... Mm -hmm competitively amongst 10 people and you've got to pay through the roof and it's just um, complete there's so many moving parts um, there is there is no real kind of fixed answer to that but ultimately it does sound like the sellers will get what they want for it or more and the buyers know that they're buying it for a price that they're absolutely happy with and Correct. they could get it for less Listen, human behavior is like this I do a lot of charity auctions and okay everyone's drunk at those so the, <laughs> the, the rules bend slightly but if I'm selling sign cricket bat for example and there's a load of cricket fans in the audience and they're 17 champagnes down that is going for big money <laughs> because people just get carried away they get overexcited, and the whole moment gets they get caught up in it it's not totally dissimilar in a property auction even though that's done you know presumably <laughs> by sober <laughs> buyers the ultimately if you're if you've taken a day off work you've got yourself set up you're all you're all there you're buzzing for this house in your brain this is your house now your budget might be 400 say but there's andrew screaming and shouting at you it's 380 now it's 390 you're going oh i'm still getting it bitch now it's 400 do i keep going go on i'll have another go before you know it, it's 42 it's 44 it's 46 it's four. next thing you know you bought it for 430 and you're like oh, what have i done <laughs> well that's that's how it works sometimes yep. so you can't do that in an estate agency world in auction world that happens all the time so Sometimes you might get it at 390 and woofity do I've got this for 10 grand less than I was prepared to pay. Mm. On another day, you paid 30,000 more than you were mentally set to go to because you just got caught up in the whole emotion of it all. Yeah. That's auction. And I guess kind of leads on to the next question, the risks involved with an auction. If me buying property on auction, obviously you can go above. Are there anything else people need to be aware of? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's you need to make sure you read through the legal package, number one, because they're the seller can charge fees to the buyer, so they can ask for their auctioneer's fees, their solicitor's fees, um, to be reimbursed to them uh, on completion. So if you don't read through it, you might buy a house for 400 grand, and then on completion you get a completion statement that with an extra 2% charge on top of that. And if you haven't read through the documents, then, yeah, can be you know, then. exactly. Yeah. So like so anything, there's gonna be risks. But there's all, yeah, you, that, it's just all about doing yeah. the research beforehand, you know, having a look at the property. Some people wanna bring a surveyor down to the property mm -hmm. to check whether it's got subsidence or anything like that. Um, so that we, we, you know, a lot of people do it and we'd probably advise to do it, just to be yeah. careful. But you could do as much checking as you want. Yeah. I mean, there's no rule, we don't forbid you from doing all your checks. 
um, a prudent buyer might decide, actually, I don't want to spend loads of money and then not win the, the, the house yeah. in yeah. the first place. But an equally prudent buyer might say, I'm not going to even risk the concept of spending half a million pounds of my money and not know exactly what I'm getting. Yeah. Um, there is no, nothing, nothing is forbidden. There is no kind of, uh, the old days of caveat emptor are long gone. It, buyer beware used to be the rule of thumb for an auction, that's all finished. So now all, it's full disclosure. The vendor is not allowed to hide anything. He just touched on subsidence as a great example. If you know your house has subsidence, you must tell everyone. Mm -hmm. You can't just go, oh, I've just hidden it with boxes and hope no one sees that it's lopsided like that. It doesn't work. <laughs> so um, things like Japanese knotweed, anything that's bad must be mm -hmm. disclosed. So buyers can take comfort in that. However, the amount of buyers we see that are just so flippant with how they spend half a million pounds of their own money is just incredible. You know, if you, you wouldn't go to a, a sandwich shop and, and not read it and go, well, what am I actually going to eat here for my lunch? Yet people turn up to our auctions and just stick hands in the air, whether it's, it's yeah, and, and not yep. they've not done one minute of looking at anything and they're it's committing like, to half a million It's like they're quid. buying sandwiches. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they, but they're spending millions of pounds. It's actually crazy. It is incredible, They won't it? read through legal packs. Yeah. A lot of the winners, every auction, you'll have people who have registered to bid on, say, 30, 40 properties. And then you... We, we like to look beforehand, like who's downloaded what yeah. legal pack, so we can yeah. gauge what's selling. Yeah. And you'll get someone who's registered for 30, 40 lots and they haven't downloaded any legal packs, and we'll go, I wouldn't ignore this guy, he's not going to buy anything. Yeah. And then he bids on every single one of those properties, and he'll <laughs> win like four or five of them. He spent like two million pounds, yeah. and he hasn't read through one document. And then yeah, <laughs> you're still talking about probably professionals who are really experts. <laughs> I know, but a lot of them. No, but how many people do we see genuinely? I mean, look, we sell 150 of the 170 odd that we end up offering. The it's only three or four, but it's still three or four. Uh, we'll get on. I had no idea that dot dot dot. How did you have no idea that dot? How did you not know that on completion this was going to be expected of you? Yeah. Oh, I never read. We have a bit of <laughs> declaration. Okay, so I don't know what my competitors do, but we were so um, concerned about buyers going through the process and not reading stuff that they yeah. should read. We invented a tick box that doesn't even let you get past the bidder registration <laughs> page without ticking a one paragraph declaration that I wrote myself that basically says, I have read and understood the special conditions of sale and I am aware of any <laughs> additional fees that might be inside of that. So d even if I've read nothing else, even if I've done no other homework whatsoever, I am aware, because thank you, Auction House London, yeah. for teaching me, that there is one place all these nasty surprises might yeah. be, and we've even signposted it and told you to go and read it. So they tick it, they've read it. Now, if you've never done this before, and someone said, go and read this before you go one step further, you're going to go and read it, aren't yeah. you? Surely. If you, if you, back to your sandwich example, if someone says, oh, there might be poison in here, just go and just check on the back, because we detail the ones that have poison. <laughs> you're reading it, aren't you? You're, you're, you're checking whether there's poison in there. Yeah. It's a so good example. We are doing a poison check um, signpost, and people are going, no, I don't care if there's poison in there, I'm just going to crack on anyway. <laughs> so it. you guys, as the auctioneers, you're taking some of the responsibility and making sure that the information is there for your... Uh, bidders yeah, as well. Can you sell the property without certain information? Right, so just be clear, we don't check legal packs, we can't. There's 180 of them and we're not lawyers. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So we do not sit here and profess to our buyers, we've checked this is all good, there's no poison in this sandwich. We don't do that because we don't know. Yeah. What we're saying is, um, we're telling you now, do not take one more step on this journey until you have checked that this is all good to go. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, and we're signposting the only place where it could be that there's only one spot, you know, from your experience, there's only one spot that this could all come about, and it's in this, what's called the special condition. Um, so that's what we're doing. We're signposting, but we can't possibly sit here and go, we know everything because yeah, we're so yeah, clever. Yeah. We, we don't. We don't. What was your question? Sorry. <laughs> the question was, <laughs> is, <Yeah>. there <laughs> is there a certain amount of minimum information that you guys need for a lot to be eligible to go to auction? Yeah. But you, you talk a lot about legal packs. Can yeah, you sell yeah. a property without the legal like, pack? No. No, you, you have to have like the office copy entries, so like the, the title. Those are the titles, plan, right. Yeah. And then... You don't yeah, need you special nothing else if you want. You, you can have nothing can else have to be on common honest. auction condition. Well, usually like Fine. an EPC, you'd probably need, but I for certain properties, if it's habitable, mm. an EPC. Uh, and as he said, the office copy entries, which for people who don't know what that means, is the title document, the title deed, sure. the thing that says Sam Morris owns this building and he is legally allowed to sell it to the next person in the chain. Sure. Um, if you are completely crazy, you would buy with just that document. Mm-hmm. You'd be you'd be nuts mm-hmm. to do so, Title. but it, you were legally entitled to. The seller could sell with that, sure. the buyer could buy with that, and then this is an important part of it. The common auction conditions covers everything. So this is a really boring four-page document that sits at the back of literally every single property sale. It's in the catalogue. It's like the small print, you know. It's like the kind of the tiny words that just says, in the absence of anything else, this is how this this sale is mm-hmm. governed. Yep. Buyers, this is what's going to happen to you. Sellers, this is what's going to happen to you. And auctioneers is what you have to do. Sure. So I know in order to sell certain properties, you need to serve the correct notices. And I understand with auctions, there might be certain notices required for certain types of properties. If those aren't carried, if those notices aren't served in the correct way, is the property then not eligible to be sold? What happens if you list yeah, a property so that later on isn't eligible to be sold? You find that out later down the line and you can't sell it for that reason. So that will be usually be for like a freehold ground rent. If Fine. It's section five notices that you need to serve prior to selling them to the leaseholders. Um, usually, it, when we take on the property, we always ask the seller, we say, have you served your Section 5 notices? Sure. And most of the time they'll say yes, but then sometimes you get people who say yes, but haven't done it correctly. Fine. You'll always find that out prior to the auction because the solicitor for the seller, when they're preparing the legal pack, they w- they'll either send you an email like, a week before the auction and go, oh, I've just realised we haven't served the correct notices. We have to postpone it until sure. like the next auction or a few months down the line. So... Yeah, as long as they've been served correctly, then it can go into auction. Sure. But it, it will always come up beforehand because interested parties won't buy it without mm-hmm. seeing the, the, the Section 5 notices being served. Um, and the seller solicitor will usually tell you prior to the auction that it hasn't been done correctly. We cannot sell it. So just quickly before we move on to the kind of selling the portion of the property, um, for a buyer, how quickly do they need funds? Uh, do you, How does it work? Obviously, we've registered. You've kind of checked that we are who we are. What happens with kind of yeah AML and stuff like that? How, what point does that come under? Straight after the auction, you have to pay a ten percent deposit. We we tend to give since we've gone online, we give people up to forty eight hours to pay the ten percent deposit. But really, it's expected like immediately mm-hmm. because when we were in the auction room, you know you'd win a lot and then you come to the back of the room and pay your deposit there. Um, so you know most people pay it the day after the auction or the day of the auction, um, and we do all the um, the AML checks, so we have to get do, or we have to take all of their IDs, proof of address, and everything, and check that you know they're not a money launderer or, yeah. or they're not a politically exposed person or st- stuff like that. And then they usually have twenty eight days to complete the sale, uh, but that varies. Again, that will be in the special conditions in the legal pack. It may say the buyer's only got ten days to complete, or it sometimes might eight weeks. Sometimes mm-hmm. eight weeks, exactly. So it varies. So it's usually twenty eight days, and if it doesn't say anything in there. 
it's 28 days because that's covered in the common sure. conditions. And I guess with the mortgage, is it that someone tries to get one in 28 days? Can they sort of go in being like, if this is a property that I want to win, can I? Can you sort of prearrange it? Or you, is that yeah, you can. You can do it. It's it's just it's it's a bit risky if you don't have the means to complete just in case if if the mortgage company turns you down two days before completion you will lose your 10 percent deposit yeah. mm, that's exactly. when you talk to us exactly <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was about to say we've seen an enormous rise in the amount of people that are now going to bridging companies because they were ill-educated in so far as they didn't understand the processes of buying an auction you must be liquid for 10% there and then on the spot. Mm -hmm. And then you have, as he says, four weeks to get the rest together and be under no illusions. That's, that, that's fixed in stone. You run the risk of dropping your 10% <coughs> if, you if you don't have that money. And I imagine, and Sam will ask <laughs> this a lot better than me, I dread to think how many buyers two days before completion have a massive panic moment and, and say, oh my goodness, I had no idea how strict this time scale mm -hmm. was. Can you quickly give me the, the remaining 90%? Yeah. Jordan's absolutely right. A prudent buyer will have a plan A and a plan B. Sure. Plan A is all goes well. Plan B is what happens if they reject me? Now what? Yeah. Can I go to mum and dad, friends, whatever it might be, to just just for as a temporary fix? Yeah, sure. And so let's go, if we move on to question number three, which is how can I sell my property through an auction house? Well, when you say an auction house, you mean the auction house. Sorry, house. how can I sell yeah. my property through yeah, Auction sorry. House London? <laughs> that's a much that's a really good question, Katrine. Um, what, sorry. What would you do? Well, you, first of all, you'd go to auctionhouselondon.co.uk, you'd um, fill in an online form or call us up, and a real quick, no obligation, chit-chat with one of the sales team, which Jordan runs, um, and... You know, it's a, an informal conversation. What's my house worth? I think this. No, I want that. All right, bye. Or yeah, we're on the same sort of ballpark here. So it, that, there's no there's no heavy duty stuff you've got to jump through. Once once you're on the same page mm -hmm. as Jordan or any of you or any of the sales guys, then 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 we start to go through the process of right. We need to photograph it. We come out. We chat about this. We chat about that. We need to write the thing up. And if it's not near to us, it's far away. We got to somehow get somebody in there. But the initial conversation is very relaxed and it's a completely no obligation starting point. And we, we implore anyone who's got any interest in finding out, is my house or flat or garden or garage or commercial building suitable for auction? Yes to 100% of all of those. Mm -hmm. The only thing that would stop it being an auction property is if your expectations are too high. And how do you get evaluation, uh, like evaluation for it as a property house to kind of make your decision on whether they, you think the seller's wildly incorrect? We do like a, an auction appraisal. So you'll just look at comparables. You know, let's say, yeah. you'd, let's say you've got a block of flats and they're all two beds. And, you know, you look, you go on, online and you can see all these two beds are selling for roughly, you know, 230 to 250. And someone says, oh, I want 280 for my my two bed flat you know it's a non-starter yeah. already because we'd, we'd need a discount from market value anyway so we would usually be looking at a reserve around the 200 210 mark something around that sort of level um ideally for us the lower it is the better we prefer a, a low reserve price so it attracts a lot of interest gets a lot of people bidding um but yeah it's you know it's an informal have a quick look at comparables and then we'll guide you we'll say this is what they're selling for this is where you need to be 
And then if someone is like saying, I, I need X and it's too high, we'll just be like, okay, come back to us if you lower your expectations. Are there particular circumstances that people might be in that would be the reason they come to sell the property with you? Because obviously you're talking about the process being a lot quicker. So yeah. if, if time is a factor for someone, obviously they can come to you for that reason. Exactly. What are some of the reasons that people will talk to you about selling their property? So there's two types of, there's two types of uh, vendors. There's the corporate sellers who often, so the clients I look after, which is much smaller now and certainly less than what the amount Jordan was uh, taking care of, they have to be seen to be sh selling in a public auction. Why? Because then there's no argument as to what the price was mm -hmm. achieved was not a fair price. So when you're selling on behalf of beneficiaries, assets for banks, things like that, there has to be a process whereby the, um, the agent that's disposing of that property can put their hands in the air and go, there you go, I've got you a fair price. Mm -hmm. So I look after quite a few of those people and, and those always end up in a public auction room and those are great because there's no emotional attachment. The seller is typically just somebody who's you know, looking after a case file for someone else. They are much more prone to believe in the auction model. I, if something's worth 300, if you market it at 250, you're gonna end up with 310, 320 because of human behavior. Mm -hmm. What Jordan uh, and, and some of the guys in the office are dealing more with is, is and it's a much harder sell as you can imagine, is trying to convince somebody who's been told by a high street estate agent your house is worth 350 even though it's only worth 300 and we're saying no no don't listen to them it's only worth 250 so that we can try and get mm -hmm. you the 300 if all things go well that's a much harder sell and this is what we spend a lot of our time doing but the auction model is again we go back to cricket bats and drunk people yeah. if enough people want the the item you're selling the price will naturally just grow and grow and grow until everyone else says i can't mm -hmm. i'm done so if i flip that what if no one's there for it? What if it doesn't sell? So what if sells no one on wants that property? Well, okay, if one person turns up, they win it on reserve. Of That's course. the dream for the buyer yeah. the, and the nightmare for the seller. Um, the sell If there's no one there, then it just doesn't sell. If it doesn't reach reserve, the auctioneer will just simply disclose it as, sorry, we've not sold this. We haven't reached our reserve price. That's if there's no bids. No bids at all, yeah. And in the event that someone does bid, but they don't manage to complete the sale on time or they actually don't even pay the deposit, to exchange contracts with the sale. What happens in these sort of scenarios? So there's two situations. One is the purchaser has put down a 10% deposit, but for whatever reason, between that day and the four weeks they later, failed to complete. doesn't complete, yeah. they drop their deposit. Seller is typically quite happy with that situation, <coughs> assuming there was <coughs> other interest in the building. So if there was a competitive bidding war, it's gone for say 460, the person's dropped 46,000 because they've just decided for whatever reason, personal or whatever, they don't want to go through with it. Seller keeps 46,000, maybe less a few costs, um, and then gets to go again and sell it at 458 the next time around. Delighted. What a result for that seller. Yeah. When there's only one bidder and, they've, and that scenario happens, then maybe the seller's not so happy. What's happening now in the COVID world, of course, is because we're not doing real auction live theater productions, mm -hmm. We are reliant, as Jordan alluded to a short while ago, we're reliant on the purchaser being nice and good and doing what they're told and wiring us a deposit within 48 hours of winning the property. What happens if they tell us to get lost? Nearly saw there. What happens <laughs> if they tell us to get lost between the moment the gavel's down and the physical wiring of the money is a new concept that we're only having to deal with recently. Yep. And that unfortunately then boils down to a seller's commercial appetite for going after people. Can I be bothered to chase some person who probably hasn't got any money around the world for you know, my 10% deposit? Or do I just write it off as a bad experience, turn around to Jordan and say, find me another buyer? Mm -hmm. yep. And I think, you can argue this one, 
98% of the time, they'll turn around to Jordan and the sales team and just say, I can't be bothered with this. That's mm. very annoying. Yep. But go and sell it to somebody else. Yeah. Usually, you just, you'd just you call the underbidder, the person, the next yeah. person down. Yeah. They'll usually won't be at the same price they'll try because they know they're not legally bound to pay that price. Yeah. They'll usually you know offer five, ten grand less than that or maybe a bit more. But that's usually the go-to thing to do, call mm. the, the bidders below them. Do these scenarios crop up often? Yes, happened only the other day. Last, yeah. well, last auction, there was one of the lots, some guy bought it, emailed us the same day in the afternoon saying, I'm withdrawing from the mm. sale. And it's just, it's so no, frustrating. No, what's the one you had? Someone stole my oh laptop. Oh my God, this, this is, is, is amazing. <laughs> this, this is a <laughs> We had two. This is unbelievable. <laughs> okay, story time. Right. <laughs> Some, no, someone wins it. Bear in mind, to, to buy a property at auction, you have to jump through at least five massive hoops. You have to fill in loads of bit of registration. You have to upload your ID, <laughs> proof of address. You have to register. You have to download, read legal packs, do a load Check of stuff. Notes. You then have to log in on the day. You have to put, you have to sit around all day, wait for it, push buttons. <laughs> Somebody, for whatever reason, went through all that journey, and then at one minute after it being sold to them, went, don't want it anymore. Uh, God knows what mental <laughs> capacity this person was in. But no. they then created this story. So what happens is the minute the, minute the auction's over, and suddenly we call you up and go, right, great, well done, congratulations, you won it, give us your money. Yeah. And this person said, what is that like? Who goes, are you? No. Someone stole my phone. Yeah, he, go, he goes. Ran off he, down the street, pushed all the buttons while they were stealing my phone. He said, <laughs> he said, Someone stole my phone last week, and I think they've registered to bid on my phone. And we go, But hang on, sir, that they've uploaded your IDs, <laughs> and, they've, and they've, put, they've put in, uh, they've put down the, um, the bid to security deposit. <laughs> he goes, Oh, they stole my wallet as well, so they must have uploaded the, the IDs. And then. We looked and he's downloaded the legal pack the week before. And we go, but what about downloading the legal pack? He goes, well, I think the, the, the thief must have downloaded the legal document. As me, <laughs> yeah. using my email address that only I have access to. So at least this thief is like, you know, oh, being wow. careful. Just just get check in if this thief yeah. was a very prudent buyer, let me tell you. A very prudent buyer indeed. So it's, we get that. I mean, oh, these are great we get the most ridiculous story. We have a lot of uh, my kid was bidding on my laptop. That, ha that happens quite well, often. Well, actually, we had that to a point where we ended up having a two-click process. Yeah. Because we had the, my dog jumps up and clicks the button oh for right, me type yeah. rubbish. And then we go, okay, fine. Times. So now <laughs> you have to go, are you sure? Yeah. So the baby's done it twice, apparently. Yeah. So <laughs> listen, we sell 150 lots. This happens on five. So we're yeah, not talking we're about right, a lot. Yeah, it's, you know, it's not a lot. It, but it's funny when it, not funny, but it's interesting when it happens. It's quite frustrating as yeah. well because, yeah. you know, we've lost out on our fees. The seller's lost out on sale. Sure. Yeah. And it, it just, it, you know, sometimes if it's a small plot of land, like, you get past it, but if you sell like a two million pound building and it's <laughs> yeah, happened, yeah. Yeah. you're kicking yourself. Presumably yeah. when it was like, do you do any, I mean, I'll touch on this in a bit later, but is it all online now? Or are you kind of moving back, transitioning back to real life? Because well, was that easier uh, in real life to kind of, you know, you can't leave the place without paying a deposit. Well, you could even then, to be honest, Katrina. So in the old days when we had this, yeah, this is the illusion, which I think is wrong, that right now it's, it, the buyer has much more freedom just to, you know, bump yeah, up yeah, into yeah. the wind. It's not really the truth because in the old days you would write a check you could go home and bounce that check straight away you could call you i mean this happened a, yeah. this happened a lot in fact i think it's actually stricter now because you have to swipe your your, your, your debit card which can be taken straight sure, away sure, sure. so ultimately in the old days uh, yes people were physically present so there was a less likelihood that they were going to misbehave but you could put your hand in the air and just literally sprint off into the car park. We weren't police. We weren't going to yeah, rugby yeah. tackle you and throw you to the I floor. I tried to a couple <laughs> yeah, of times. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and you had idiots who would sabotage an auction. You have, un, you know, you have 
unhappy tenants who would pretend to be bidders and win yeah. it and then run off and you would have people who have been repossessed who yeah, didn't want to be a... repossessed. Yeah. So, you know, it hasn't changed. If anything, it's probably a little bit tighter. But yes, there is, n there is no way, unfortunately, there's no auctioneer in the land that can stop um, a buyer intent on mischief uh, you know, miss, yeah, doing doing things that that, that sabotage a sale. Unfortunately, it, it will happen once in a blue moon. Uh, so if we kind of move on to question number four, which obviously you've just told me you're not policeman, but what are your roles within the auction house process? I, I'm um, the associate director, so my my main role is valuing properties, bringing on properties, selling properties. So it's my job to make sure that there is business happening basically that we've got a big auction we've got lots of properties going in there and we're getting them all sold can you get a feel kind of obviously you look at the people who download the packs and yeah. you can you obviously get a feel for the houses that are being more popular yeah. do you track visits and yeah you've got loads of data to go by prior to the auction so something that's great these days now that we're online is we can see how many people have registered to bid for each individual property. Yeah. So if there's no registered bidders on a property, you can just withdraw it, you know, just before the auction, and you're not going to end up offering it to no one on the day, and it goes unsold. Um, so that's a lot more helpful. You can see all the people have downloaded the legal pack, so you can gauge, you know, there's been a hundred people have downloaded that pack, and there's only five people have downloaded that pack. You know, yeah. you know that the one that's got a hundred people on it is going to fly. The other one might not. Is that information you disclose to a seller or do you kind of keep it yeah. back to kind of... We give weekly marketing updates to our sellers. So we would send them like a list of how many people have viewed it, how many people have downloaded the legal pack. And then the registered bidders, is, it doesn't really come until about five, five days prior to the sure. auction that we even open the bidder security. So you get people who are registering to bid, but they haven't put down their deposit yet. So you can't really take them seriously because a lot of people are just browsing online and they go all yeah. the time, oh, I'm a bit registered to bid on that. But then they never actually put down their deposit. Um, and most people as well, you, you they don't register to bid until the day before the auction. It's crazy. Is it kind of like a mental thing where they're like, ooh, if I don't register, maybe I'll be more lucky to get it. Maybe, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Human behaviour is just people are lazy. So ultimately, if you've got a deadline of doing something by Friday lunchtime, you're going to do something <laughs> on Friday lunchtime. Very rarely will somebody, A, want to show their hand too early. And secondly, uh, we see it all the time. You know, if we've got, um, we have one and a half thousand people registered to bid on our last auction, I'd say 500 of them did it the More. evening before morning of the More. auction, we, we within had, the last had, 12 hours or we so. We had about 800 registered bidders on the Monday before the auction. Yeah. And then the next, I'd say half peop, half of the people who registered to bid do it the day before the auction. Yeah, yeah. It's actually crazy. And uh, we're always panicking on like, two days before the auction, thinking, oh, no, it's going to be a bloodbath. No one's <laughs> buying anything. And then you wake up on auction day and there's like thousands of bidders. Yeah, there. It's <laughs> amazing. And actually, to touch on something you said, which is really, really important, um, the information that's disclosed to vendors. In the olden days, pre the, the new method of the sort of live stream auctions, the vendor was often in the dark until the auction was mm -hmm. physically in progress. Would they have, uh, would we have any idea of how, who was going to bid on that lot? Because we now in a live in a world of pre-registration, that information mm -hmm. obviously would never disclose names or numbers or emails or anything like that. Anything that would would would, would jeopardise any GDPR. But we can say there's eight people, yeah. there's twelve people, there's none. Um, so vendors love this. They now know, within reason, how things are going to yeah. go for them, um, and that has been a real upside. Vendors do not want this to change. 
very few of our vendors are not enjoying the current method that we have to employ. Mm -hmm. um, and so for that reason, for, for vendors that have never done auctions before, this is a great time to get in because it's never been more vendor favorable. And just going back to kind of what, what's your role within auction? Well, I co-own the business. I, I, I founded the business with my partner, Jamie. I'm the auctioneer. Um, I make sure the whole thing grows, turns, and keeps happening. Um, and obviously, I, I make sure that we've got good people in the building like Jordan, who's been with us pretty much from the start, who are, who are <laughs> how can I put it, we're driving the <laughs> ship for us. You know, without Jordan, we would have half the catalogs we have. Um, the company has grown to a level now where there are people doing very, very niche and specific roles. Yeah. We have people, a bit like your good self, whose only thing is very much of marketing, making sure newsletters are going out on time and look good and all the rest of it. We have people whose um, sole existence is to support people like Jordan, making sure all the admin side, because once upon a time we did everything. Mm -hmm. Um, and now it's too much. Thank God the company has grown to a point where we've got so many lots, so many clients now that people need to be specific in their roles. Um, but yeah, everyone has a, everyone has a, a, a job to do. Um, and thank God the last couple of years has been enormously successful for, I think, the whole industry, actually, not just us, but yeah, definitely. definitely us. So obviously you guys are providing an amazing service to both vendors and the purchasers. But who is paying you? How do you guys make your Good money question, for the work you do? Yeah. Um, yeah. So both, really. So you have um, any property that's bought in the auction, the buyer has to pay a buyer's fee to us, which is uh, £1,000 plus VAT for anything that's bought. And then the seller, when, when they instruct us on the property, we agree a sale commission of usually a percentage of what the purchase price is. In the same way they would with an estate yeah, Exactly, agent. yeah. Right. And then the, you have the entry fee as well, paying for the stock. Like yeah, the, the client is the sure. seller, let's be absolutely clear. Yeah, absolutely. The, the seller is the client of Auction House London, but we have a duty of care to all our buyers as well, because A, we don't want them to have a bad experience, and B, as Jordan correctly says, they are also parting with a sum of money, much less than the seller is, to facilitate a purchase mm -hmm. in our auction. And so you touched on buyer's fees as well. So the buyers are paying to bid at the auction. Not to, not to bid, to not win to a win. property. To win. Only if they win. Only, Only if, they, if win. they win. Yeah. I, if to register to bid, they have we put a, a hold on their on their card. Just like oh. if you were going to a hotel, you know, mm. you, mm -hmm. they don't actually take the money, but you can't go and spend. Before the money. you smash up the mini bar, and <laughs> they know they can <laughs> see in your face, they go, "This guy's going to tear up the mini bar <laughs> yeah. in this hotel." The, they quickly swipe your card to make sure no, that that's what we do. Yeah, We're yeah. like, this guy's going to wind up property yeah. and run away. We There's swipe your no, card here. None of those <laughs> mini whiskey bottles left by the time <laughs> he's done. So that's, that's all it is for us. It's just in case you win, we swipe just to, so to stop you running off. Sure. Yeah, but yeah. there is, to be clear, it doesn't cost you anything to physically bid. And moving on to final question. What happens on the day of a property auction? I've woken up. Well, actually, you've woken up. Quarter past 11. Quarter past <laughs> 11. <laughs> <laughs> starts at 11. Yeah, that's awkward. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what happens to us and what happens to the general people let's, involved? Let's go what does through auction, day auction look like? house, so seller, buyer. So we, we, we always get into the office about half seven on auction day. It's an early start to make sure that all of the registered bidders are across the line, we like to say. So they, you know, we have to accept everyone. So they upload their IDs, put in their car yeah. details, put in all their details. But they can't bid until we've gone. We've got 800 yeah. signing up the Exactly. Day so it's a lot of pressure of making sure that all of those people are across the line and ready to bid on the day of the auction. 
Um, and then also just dealing, going through reserves is a big thing that me and Andrew have to do in the morning of the auction. A lot of my clients don't like to give me their reserve prices until the night before the auction, <laughs> which drives me crazy. Mm. Um, so usually me and Andrew are there together first thing, just double checking every single property. Because if you mess up a reserve price, that is a a massive, <laughs> a massive um, mistake. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a big one. That's a big one. Yeah. You, you don't want to be, yeah, because... Luckily, that's no. never happened. But um, auction day is... Well, I think it happened once or twice, but only when only when information has been supplied incorrectly. We don't just yeah. guess reserves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't just stand up there and go, what do I think the reserves <laughs> should be on this house and not actually consult the seller? Um, but yeah, from, from, the, from our point of view, so I do 90% of the auctioneering. I've got a... a, a since we've got to a level where we have so many lots, I can't do 10 hours by myself, yeah. so we now have... Versus that, so what time does the auction day start? 9.45 is the very first lot under the mm -hmm. hammer, and it goes on till about 8 p.m. at 8 night. 8 p.m., yeah. Wow. yeah. It's, it's crazy how long... It, it, you, long when road. we were back in the room, we used to start at 12 o'clock, finish by yeah. 5 p.m., sure. 4 or 5 p.m. I don't know... We've got a lot more lots these days, so it's probably double the size of the catalogue now anyway, but... For some reason, it takes a lot longer. Sure, yeah. I'd say we have better lots as well these days. So there's more bidding wars. So they you know, it, it, you, you might yeah. you might be on one lot for 15 I guess you minutes. can't you can't time exactly. it because you don't know how it's going to be perceived on the day. Because yeah. well, you get an idea, but suddenly it might just. Well, the other thing as well, Katrina, is that ultimately I can't see what's going on at home. So in the old days, there'd be um, two people going full mm -hmm. blast in a bidding war, and I can tell just by looking at one of them either they got up and left the room. Or they just say, you know, no, I'm done, yeah, leave yeah. me alone, stop turn, stop coming back to me. Now, th th there's just a screen. I'm staring exactly like this. I'm staring into a camera <laughs> and I'm shouting numbers, so 401, 402, 403. Now, I don't know when one of them's just gone and left and just s stood up and yeah. s put their laptop down. So it takes longer. It takes longer and there's a sense of, are you going to come back? Are you still there, Mr. A? Are you still involved in this? And... And it's a long, long, long day, and um, and and there's not much we can do to speed it up, other than my voice trying to <laughs> say the words as quick as I can. But a vendor doesn't want you to rush there a lot. If you've given me your house to sell and your number lot 103, you couldn't care less that this has already been going on for six yeah, hours. That's yeah, yeah. none of your concern. Your only um, worry that day is that the most expensive thing you own is gonna be sold for the very best price possible and, and, and that guy shouting the numbers out does a good job. You don't care how tired I am or how long I've already been doing it. And I'm very mindful of that. So we don't rush. Yeah. And it does frustrate people that it goes on till 8 p.m. And we're not stupid, I, it frustrates us. And there's buyers going, I've been here literally since midday. I didn't know what time the lot, and it's 8 p.m. You. And I didn't even win it. Yeah. I'm like, what, what do you want us to do? Like, unfortunately, this is this is how the it is now. The same scenario might have happened in real life. They might have been there Whoa. all day, but exactly. well, it's worse. They've had to drive in, park, <laughs> pay for parking all day. Still don't know. Well, you run back out to top it up. Oh, yeah. well, at least they can sit in their pants now and just like flip the laptop <laughs> up every couple of minutes. I mean, and then put it down again when it's nowhere near their lot. You know. So, uh, what happens? You kind of touched on whether. Okay. What happens if there's only one bidder that turns up to the whole day? Has it ever happened? That's when I earn my money. <laughs> <laughs> that's, when, that's when the legend of auctioneers <laughs> comes in because we have to, I've got to be careful how I say all this, but we have to ensure that the one bidder you're talking about pays at least the reserve price. Well, it can't pay more, but pays the reserve price. And I can adopt any... Uh, any skills and tactics I deem suitable and fit yeah. to ensure that happens. 
and my duty is to the seller, and it's written in our auction conditions, yeah. that I am allowed to do whatever it takes to get that buyer to pay reserve. Sure. Now, obviously, I'm not going to stand there and say, dear buyer, you're the only person <laughs> bidding. Can I kindly ask that you pay our reserve price of 400 Because no sane buyer would go, yeah, sure, I'll yeah. do that, click. So I have to maybe create an illusion that that buyer is bidding against lots of other people so that they feel good about themselves when they click down at 400 and magically win it sure. at their price. And what tactics I use to do that is is on me, but you'll have yeah, to you can probably on guess. The 3rd of August and find you out. can <laughs> log in and guess, but let's be honest, there's a lot of um, acting and a lot of, um, you know, a lot of, um, how can I put this nicely? When people say, is it easy being an auctioneer? I say, yes, as long as there's competitive bidding. Yeah. Anyone can do that. You yeah. can do that. You can just go one, two, three, four. How do I get you to five when there's nobody bidding one, two, three, and four is where the skills of a good auctioneer come in. Not only doing that, but not making it blooming obvious what I'm doing. Um, having an imaginary conversation with that chair over there is part of part of the act. Yeah. Is that okay. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut in. Is, yeah. that, is that easier to do now online, or was it easier when you were in person? I enjoyed it in person, just from a purely egotistical point of view. There's nothing gave me more satisfaction than when a seller came up to me at the end of an auction and said, oh, my God, you told me there was only one person for this. It was like four. I said, no, there was one. Yeah, <laughs> the other three talking to the wall. The other three was one light switch over there and a yeah. couple of <laughs> empty chairs over there. He said, "My God, that was so good! Like I really thought you were." I said, "Yes," because I have to look at that chair and have a chat with them, like yeah. I'm talking to the guy in row four. So how do you do that now online? So now I would simply say, because the real, the, the physical person who's clicking away is is not in front of me. Yeah. So they're just clicking, and I say thank you, and then I go, "Oh, thank you," and. Thank you and thank you. And I just, what I must be careful not to do is to get overexcited when and a real rank amateur would be like, oh my God, he's done it. Like, you, know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Is, and I've seen that. You know, I've watched yeah. other auctioneers and it's amazing. Sure. You watch and go, can I have this? Can I have that? Oh my God, I've got it. This is unbelievable. And they're yeah, like yeah. looking around at all their staff, high five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and you can just tell we're all guys going, he's hit reserve now. Yeah. Uh, okay. You can tell straight away. Sure. Um, and, 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 and the art is, it's, it's an illusion. A lot of it is. And, and the, the buyer's not getting, you know, let's be absolutely clear, the buyer's not losing here. They Correct. can't win it for more for less than that anyway. Correct. They're getting the so, best possible deal. And you want them to feel good. You know, yeah. you don't want to, you want them to feel like they're getting something, wow, and I won it, and I'm a winner, and aren't I great? And, and, and you know, it's, so it's good for them. Yeah. They're having a win as well. Yeah. Well, um, any more questions, Dan? Nothing from me. I think we'll end it there. But thank you, guys. That's been really engaging really enjoyed that um particularly enjoyed the story about the chap who <laughs> is a well-known thief I, 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 I sincerely <laughs> know that the guy gets his laptop <laughs> he's, he's got a massive portfolio <laughs> that guy <laughs> he's due to other people's phones he's due to complete names <laughs> <laughs> Well, if he doesn't, and he needs him. a bridging loan. Honestly, no, thank you guys so much for no lending your time. No. And thank you for having, yeah. having us. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, thanks, Sam, for coming back oh, in. And thanks to all our listeners for uh, watching. And don't forget to like, subscribe, share, comment within the first hour of LinkedIn, please. Thank you very much. Uh -huh. <laughs> See you next time. May I add, if you're looking to sell a property oh, yeah, at no, auction, <laughs> please call Auction House London. On 0276259007. I will put all of their information in the show notes. See you next time. Bye.